Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So a whole bunch of people had sent me a sent me a message. Tony, did you see this? Tony, did you hear this? I'm like, what I see, what I hear. I mean, I heard it from everybody, and it's a it's a, a tweet. From a guy in Indianapolis, where I live, where, where, where you live, you may live. I get pulled into two disciplinary HR meetings at IPS, which is Indianapolis Public Schools, because I was interviewed by Free Beacon and tweeted, rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. Then he points to a woman who has an entire Twitter account dedicated to saying abhorrent, racist filth, and it's fine. What a joke. And people are like, you got to talk to this guy. And I said, everyone, calm down. Tell me the story. Because just because somebody has a story doesn't mean that the story is accurate. It's not what it means. It's never been what it means. You got to look at the story for what it is. You got to do a little research. You got to ask yourself what it is you're looking at. Let me share with you what we're looking at. Because it certainly does look like If indeed this is accurate, there are double standards that exist within school systems in Indianapolis and across the country. We've seen this time and 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 time. Wait, hold on. And time again. But why does the double standard exist? This is a question that should be answered. And I'm staring at everything that was sent to me. Let me break this down for you. Back in February of 21, this guy named Tony Kinnett sends out a tweet, thankful for Rush Limbaugh, the man who laid the foundation for so many of us. Seems like a pretty standard tweet, standard thing to say uh, in the passing of Rush Limbaugh. According to Tony Kinnett, who owns a, 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 a company in town as well, He was reported by a colleague brought to a disciplinary HR meeting. He actually got interviewed about getting a master's degree from Ball State and politics in the programs of Ball State. And IBS again brought him into an HR meeting, upset that they were not checked for approval before doing an interview. Now, was that because it was Free Beacon, which leans to the political right? But why would you be brought into a disciplinary meeting with HR for a tweet that says, thankful for Rush Limbaugh, the man who laid the foundation for so many of us? That seems like a nice thing to say about a dead man. Far nicer than what a lot of people have had to say about uh, Colin Powell. who. So we're all understanding each other. Colin Powell died of cancer. I didn't know Colin Powell had blood cancer. He had blood cancer. He was fully vaccinated. Wait, what are people saying he died of? They're saying he died of complications from COVID. That's not an accurate... I agree. This is my point. Producer Ari and I don't see eye to eye on everything, if you have not noticed. But if a guy has blood cancer and happens to contract COVID, he didn't die from complications of COVID. I think it's a 
That's a really strange thing to say. As a matter of fact, I think that's an insulting thing to say. Now, nothing, as I've described, beats the, the Surgeon General and what he said. The former Surgeon General. We're talking about Jerome Adams, the Surgeon General under Trump. We didn't do enough to stop the spread. That's why Colin Powell is dead. He said that on CNN. And I was like, are you nuts? Are you out of your head? You can't say that. Because it's not true. We didn't do enough to stop the spread of COVID. What else do you want us to do? Should we all hide under the beds and wait until Dr. Fauci comes out with his... uh? With, with his gear and, and tests everything like he's, he's looking for nu- uh, nuclear radiation, uh, right, and tell us it's okay? It's madness. Should we all be in space like Wally, make sure there's a plant that could grow and then we can go back to Earth? Very silly stuff. And I couldn't believe that, that the former Surgeon General said it. You know, I was talking about it on the morning show as well. I, you heard me today. I got, I got microphones. I want to hear you explain that. But people, a lot of people say, you know, uh, Godspeed, Colin Powell. And what else would you say? And by the way, the, the, I, I think uh, people have been, you know, trying to be rational here. There are things about Colin Powell you like, things about Colin Powell you didn't like. Okay. Things about Rush Limbaugh you like, things about Rush Limbaugh you didn't like. Okay. Brought into a disciplinary HR meeting? Well, I want to know about this HR meeting. So that's first and foremost. That somebody will say that... Remember, I am not calling anybody a name and I'm not calling anybody a liar. I think I'm doing the rational thing and the responsible thing by saying, show me more. I would disagree strongly with somebody being brought into a meeting. Because of a tweet uh, that says, thankful for Rush Limbaugh, the man who laid the foundation for so many of us. There's nothing wrong with that. At all. So if they're brought into a disciplinary HR meeting, I'd like to understand why. And IPS, Indianapolis Public Schools, would have a lot of explaining to do. That you would bring somebody in for doing an interview with Washington Free Beacon. Well, maybe if you're working for the school district, they've got rules about that kind of publicity. Because it can be seen that you're speaking for them. I could see that. But I don't quite understand the first one. But the point that Tony makes is that there is another teacher, what's known as a math interventionist, uh, with a large Twitter following, and... With the large Twitter following, um, she tweets some pretty ugly stuff. Now, this got forwarded to me by a guy on on Twitter named Indy Spanglish, who is excellent on Twitter. Solid. I haven't met the dude yet. Solid cat uh, on Twitter. Um. And he pointed out, take a look at what this woman is is tweeting. Tweeting things like, why do your black children, mostly the sons, always gravitate towards white groups when they go to college? And they are in Kentucky? Are parents not having conversations with their kids? Or are the kids ignoring their parents? 
Here's another one. Whispers, Atlanta is really, really is just a place filled with a bunch of bougie blacks pretending to be upwardly mobile and celebrity adjacent. Don't let folks' tweets fool you. They're still real good about upholding WS and colorism, too. WS, it's white supremacy. This teacher is a black woman. And this is some of what she's tweeting. And when you go uh, to her, her, her Twitter feed, she's a math interventionist. And when you take a look at some of the things that she's tweeting out, like here's a, a retweet of the Duck Dynasty family, uh, who I guess uh, I guess back in April 2020, uh, they were hit by a drive-by shooting. I didn't, I don't remember that. The Duck Dynasty people, you know, they make the duck calls. And she wrote, he doesn't know why he was targeted. Well, he is kind of racist. Maybe a white person was fed up or people just don't like him. Whoa. She has a series of tweets where uh, she refers to black people as a word. I, I am pretty positive I'm not allowed to use on radio. There is a word uh, that I have seen black people use for other black people who act white or do something they consider as being a traitor. It starts with the letter C. And it isn't the C word. I don't, I, don't know to, I don't know how to do this. I can't talk in this style. I can't talk in this style where I can't use words. So I don't know how I'm supposed to have this conversation. I'm sorry. I can't live with that. Um, it rhymes with raccoon. I've never heard of this before. If you take off the RA part, you never heard that word before? No. Really? In terms of like using it in this context? No, never. Okay. Well, it, it, it is there. And I have seen this before. She uses it multiple times. Multiple times, multiple times. Now, the question before us is, has anything she said, has anything she said called her into a meeting? Is this okay or not okay? Now, I think that you've got a a uh, a whole series of tweets here about uh, white people this and white parents that and white groups this and I don't know if I would want somebody like that teaching my kid. I I don't think I I I I would want that. I think, however. That if we're talking about something that happened, someone brought into a disciplinary meeting for tweeting something kind about the late Rush Limbaugh, then we should be asking what it is that gets somebody called into an HR meeting. Understand that I can see these tweets. I see them with my eyes. They're right there. And I can hear this guy's account and I have no reason to think that he's lying. I have no reason to think that Tony Kinnett is not telling the truth about being brought into a dis- disciplinary HR meeting. He's, I don't know, I, I, in other contexts, wouldn't we call this guy a whistleblower? They're coming after me, but what about all this over here? Is this the Indianapolis public schools targeting staff that are on the politically right 
or on the political right, and they leave alone those who are on the political left, even though they're saying some pretty ugly and disgusting and despicable, bigoted things. I, I think one of her tweets also said that, you know, black people can't be racist. Don't you know, don't you know what, what words mean? Um, if, if you want to believe that, that's, that's fine. We'll just call it bigoted then, and we'll move on with our day. Because bigoted, that exists for everybody. See, that's the in, in case you didn't know it. There, happy to, happy to help out with that one right there. When someone sends me a story, do not ask me to get all up in arms without knowing more about it. And rational people are like, yeah, let's talk more about it. Notice I didn't hide it from you. I had seen uh, the, 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 the issues with this teacher's uh, Twitter uh, feed for a long, long time. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see it there. I am not going to get told that I attacked a teacher. That's why I haven't used a name. But if it exists on my Twitter feed and you follow me at Tony Katz, you'll find it. And you shouldn't attack anybody. You're allowed to ask questions, though. You don't have to scream at people and yell at people and do can I, can I just uh, real, real quickly, you know I've been talking about Pete Buttigieg lately, the transportation secretary, and you know that he's terrible. He's incompetent, and he's, he's smarmy. I don't like the guy. There's nothing to like about the guy. He doesn't have talent. But when people respond to me on social media and they try and take his last name and turn it into some kind of sex joke, or gay sex joke, um, I, I block you, I mute you, I tell you I don't want the nonsense. I'm not interested in any of that stuff. Can't we have the conversation about the failure of Pete Buttigieg without some play on words on his last name because he's gay? It's insane. I want no part of it. Leave me out. And when I see something like this, I want to know more about it. And I want people to share with me what else they know. Is there something else going on in the Indianapolis public schools that needs to be addressed? I am not saying that Tony Kinnett is is telling a falsehood. I am saying that this is his story. What I would like so I could have it, so it could be shared better, is show me what happened at this meeting. Send me the email, something that shows this disciplinary meeting. Show me if anybody has ever complained about this woman's Twitter account. Like, for example, uh, any other teachers or educators or vendors or parents or students. Her Twitter account is ugly as sin. Now I want to take a look at every student that she's ever graded. And do some students get better grades than other grades? <gasps> I mean, it's a question, right? I mean, if you've got this level of animosity in social media, does it apply in other places? Or in those places, are you a professional only here? Are you so ugly? Because if we're comparing tweets, this, what this female teacher has said, this black woman, and what Tony Kennedy has said, thankful for Rush Limbaugh, the man who laid the foundation for so many of us, just based on that one tweet versus a panoply of her tweets, well, clearly, she is far more rude and far uglier in her tweets and in her anger and in her hatred because Tony Kennedy isn't angry at all. You may not have liked Rush Limbaugh, 
But there are plenty of people who are black who like Rush Limbaugh. So it's not that your your your, your issue, if it's if it's racial, is just peculiar as can be. But you as a person can decide not to like him. You don't like his politics. You don't like the way he said about this thing. Okay. That's fine. You'll notice I'm not calling for anybody to be fired. I just want more data. But stories like this should not be afraid. Do not be afraid to send them my way. Tony at TonyCats.com. Do not be afraid to share them. This is how you make things better. Because if a school district is involved... In going after some teachers because they're on the political right and excusing others who engage in bigotry online because they're on the political left, that that is a school district that must be dismantled because what they are engaged in is bigotry that is unacceptable for our kids. I said it right, right? That's the way we do it? Good. Don't ever be afraid to send things my way. I'll keep my eyes on this story. I'm Tony Katz. So the Bitcoin EFT, I'm sorry, ETF, that is is up. B-I-T-O is what the ticker symbol is called. B-I-T-O. Hasn't really moved the Bitcoin price much, but I mean, that could could all change. I mean, it it was, it did pop over 63,000. The all-time high is back in April, 64,899. So this is the stock market. Sharing futures of Bitcoin, trading futures of Bitcoin. Um, it is worth watching. It is worth watching, seeing what what comes of this, seeing if this leads to a greater adoption of the crypto world in Toto. Do, does it move Ethereum? Does it does it move? Uh, uh, Litecoin, does it move Cardano? There, there's a lot of coins out there, guys. A lot of coins. I, I just, I, I find the whole world fascinating. Full disclosure, I play in, in this world. Trust me, if I, if I made, uh, the, uh, if I became a, a Bitcoin billionaire, I, I would have told you already. Well, actually, producer Ari would have told you, I wouldn't be here. Would I still do the show is, is, is a constant question that I ask myself. Ask myself all the time. I think this is all very interesting. And you realize that there are nations that simply uh, won't allow this. You know, China got out of this. They, they no longer allow people to engage in, in crypto because they want to have control of their own currency. And, of course, many others do. That actually is, is, can be seen as a huge plus. Because now you don't have China's massive mining you know, because you can use computers to, to mine Bitcoin. I don't know if you know that or not. There's only a finite number of them. Uh, and and you, you create more opportunities for the rest of us. Never mind that it's China, and you can't trust China. You cannot trust China. Just so we're all perfectly clear. But you've heard me tell that story before. San Francisco is losing cops, and the Chicago Museum of Art lost me. Those stories... Coming up, this is Tony Katz today.
So uh, I, I got here a, a, a cartoon that plays in Saudi Arabia, and uh, it's it's a, 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 a cartoon about how Jews were turned into apes. I I I I had not heard su- such a thing. This is something about you know Jews and they defied Allah and so they would. They, 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 they got, they got, they got turned into, into apes. I almost fell into Norm Macdonald right there. I, I don't know how you don't. I mean, that's uh, I mean, it's, it's. I guess it's standard operating procedure. I'm watching this video as I'm talking to you. Like, okay, the punishment of the sinners for I don't know what they were sinning uh, is that they, they, they were turned into apes. So this is what they're teaching the kids. In Saudi Arabia, can we remember not our friends? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad, but they've got a point of view that simply isn't going to work out for the rest of you know us. Not going to work out for the rest of us at all. Just another day. Just another day in bigotry that seems to be totally fine by way too many people. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. An absolute pleasure. Speaking of bigotry, they have decided to cancel Halloween in some Seattle schools. Jason Rance with the story that uh, they have canceled Halloween at the Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary School. They've got a pumpkin parade and students wear costumes if they choose. But the administration changed its focus to, and I'm quoting here, foundational beliefs around equity for our students and families. I don't know what that means. Well, what it means is that um, that uh, it's become exclusive, uh, meaning it excludes black kids because they don't celebrate Halloween. I, I, is, is that true? Black kids don't celebrate Halloween? Black males do not celebrate. More generally, students of color feel marginalized by the holiday. And one parent uh, says it's an exercise in affluent white vanity that is wokeism. So that's not being in favor of it. That's being opposed to it. But black kids don't, don't like Halloween. That's the first I'm hearing of it. And if they don't, well, then don't celebrate it. I don't celebrate Christmas. I, I, was in, I was in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade and my mother's listening. Uh, she knows the story because she lived the story. And Mrs. Murphy called my parents to say that I was ruining Christmas for the other kids. I was not ruining Christmas for the other kids. I simply didn't want to have to draw everything or Christmas. Couldn't I also do something else? That was my question. Didn't stop them from doing it. I didn't say because I'm not Christian, you couldn't do it. Never, never dawned on us. Certainly when I've dawned on me as a fifth grader. And by the way, I was a fifth grader. What did I know? And so Mrs. Murphy calls my mother. My mother's like, are you out of your mind? Is he doing the assignment? Yes, then what's wrong with you? Throw a menorah his way or, or don't. What are you, crazy? Eh, she died the next year. Not my mother, Mrs. Murphy. Jesus, how is that relevant to the story? I, it, 
It's there. There. So this is a true story. The twice in our lives, uh, my, my older brother and I, the twice in our lives that we needed our parents to speak to a teacher, like because there was a problem. The next year, the teacher died. Yeah, remember, remember. To, I'm never gonna call your parents with a problem about you because I'm gonna end up dead. I'm just saying that that's the way it worked out, huh? <laughs> the cops never put it together, huh? Well, maybe they will now. I mean, was, I mean, that's just it, pe- people pass away. It happens, but that it happened twice was we are always like, whoa, that's that's a little heavy. That's a little heavy indeed. Why? Because some kids don't like Halloween. You can't have Halloween. It's it's fine. My kids are crazy about Halloween. Personally, does it matter where where the holiday comes from? It, it it's an excuse to get candy. Well, Tony, it's 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 pagan, isn't it? Isn't Halloween um, pagan? I mean, technically, but like not really anymore. If you don't want your kids celebrating Halloween, well, then my gosh, don't. Uh, wait, or did it? it no, I, I, according to history.com, it originated as a Celtic festival. So so someone's going to have to help me out here. But don't have your kids participate. That's completely fine. Keep the lights off and don't give out candy. Also totally fine. Me, I'm handing out candy. I'm throwing it at children. It's fantastic. Love it. Kids love it. We have a great time with it. That's all there is. Why would you cancel for other kids? This is going too far. It's going too far by saying that somehow Halloween, and this is how they say it, creates a situation where some students must be excluded for their beliefs, financial status, or life experience. Costume parties often become an uncomfortable event for many children, and they distract students and staff from learning. Large events create changes in schedules with loud noise levels and crowds. Some students experience overstimulation, while others must deal with complex feelings of exclusion. It's uncomfortable and upsetting for kids. Learning that you can be excluded is a good life lesson. You chose not to participate. That's the way it goes. You made a decision. Learn to live up to it. Learn to own it. Creating changes in schedules with loud noise levels and crowds? What happens when kids participate in a walkout for some kind of Earth Day nonsense? Some kind of leftist race-baiting nonsense? That affects my kid. No one in that school gives a good holy damn whether my kid is affected. This is important. Remember, if you gather together uh, for, for Christmas last year, it was a super spreader event. But if 50,000 people riot and demand justice for Lord only knows what, well, then it was an important thing to do for society. And no, not a super spreader event. Your problem, administrators, is that you won't look at black students and black parents and say, well, then don't participate. Because you are the bigots. Don't participate. Sit there. Kids are going to wear costumes. Now, if, if you don't want to have giant Halloween parties because you want to focus on, on school, that's fine by me, actually. Hey, guys, keep the costumes at home. We, 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 you do the costumes afterwards, not in school. It's fine by me.
we got no work the days we wore our costumes as good for Halloween as kids. No work done. I don't mind, but I wouldn't mind that if at school they say, guys, that's for home. This is for school. No, you're excited. Let's focus a little. Then you can have your fun. Yeah, sure. Totally fine. No issues. But they become an uncomfortable event for many children. So what? Do you care about the children who desperately want to play football but don't have the physical skill? Do you care about the children who would love to be in the school play but don't have the physical abilities? They don't have the right look. They don't have the comfort. Do you, do you no longer have football games or school plays? Do, do you not have this anymore? Do you, what do you do for the student who has a stutter but would love to be on the debate team but doesn't go out for the debate team or doesn't make the debate team because they cannot bring the conversation in a way that the debate team thinks is necessary? What are you doing? And this is part of the problem of education. This is part of the nonsense that continues to inundate us. It has made its way to Chicago. The story goes... According to the Wall Street Journal, this via thepostmillennial.com, that the Art Institute of Chicago has fired its docents, right? Those are the people who do the, who do the tours. And a trained volunteer museum guides and greeters, which is also a docent. Why? Because they were mostly older white women of above average financial means. I, I cannot cannot make this up. The Wall Street Journal said that Veronica Stein, the exe- an executive director of learning and engagement at the museum, sent an email to 100 docents, firing all of them, in gratitude for their long unpaid service, averaging 15 years each. The Art Institute offered the involuntarily retired guides a two-year free pass to the museum. Involuntarily retired guides. You got fired. And they got fired for being white. Stein said that the museum needs to move, quote, in a way that allows community members of all income levels to participate, responds to issues of class and income equity, and does not require financial flexibility. So the idea that the uh, uh, docents were predominantly white and above average financial means was an issue. You fired people because they're white. Why the hell would I go to your museum again? And so we're clear, I love the museum. The Art Institute of Chicago, I love it. I, have seen, I saw the, the, the Warhol exhibit there. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm done. We've seen this kind of bigotry close to home at Newfields, the Indianapolis Museum of Art. They fired the the, the executive. And I, I, I only said if he wasn't doing his job, okay. But they're the ones who ran the ad that they were looking for people to attract a new audience while holding on to their white core audience. And people were like, how dare you? I, I thought it was actually an honest dad. But I had heard other things about uh, this guy. I was like, okay. Just seems like a silly reason to fire somebody. They said they want to grow the museum. 
people talk about, well, we need more free days for the museum. I, I agree. Go reach kids who don't normally get to the museum. Go get them. Go send them a bus. Bring them over. Show them the things. See the art. Live the world. But now the museum is starting to get woker and woker. I've been a member of the museum, just a standard member, ever since I moved to Indianapolis. We don't think we're re-upping because they're moving down a woke road that makes it completely unfun. I don't want to support wokeness. I don't want to support the outrage mob. I want to support art, even if I don't like it, even if I disagree with it. The value of art is so incredibly important. These people are donating their time because they happen to have a couple of bucks in the bank. So what? They want to be a part of it. They want to share it. They want people to be exposed to this greatness. But the museum decides you're not woke enough. You're the, you're the wrong skin color to make people feel welcome. No, those going to the museum have the wrong mindset to be welcomed. That's the issue. And the, the Art Institute of Chicago, bunch of cowards who won't say that. They'd rather be seen as woke. I don't know who they're going to get to replace. Maybe they've got the money they're going to pay people. Who Maybe they've got the knowledge of the art, maybe they don't. But they just told you there's too many of this as opposed to saying we need to welcome everybody. So while Salvador Dali hangs with visions of eternity at the Art Institute, I won't be seeing it. It's a shame. When we go to visit Chicago which we do, and we eat our way through Chicago, which is awesome as a family. It's spectacular. It's a stop. And now it won't be. I can't support that bigotry. As for new fields, uh, they still have time to, uh, to prove that they are not interested in all bigotry all the time. I shouldn't say bigotry. That's the wrong word. They still have the time to show that they're just not about the wokeness and they're actually about the art. And I hope they do that. Art is good. More people should be engaged. I'm Tony Katz. So it's good to see people recognizing that if China's got a hypersonic missile, maybe we should be putting more money into the U.S. military. Yes, outspending these people is going to matter greatly. Cutting off trade and preventing them from being able to make money by us buying their goods is going to hurt them tremendously. We should try that as well. But the Biden administration doesn't understand that you cannot ration with communists. Here, let, let me try and make it easier for Joe Biden. Can you rationalize with Bernie Sanders? Can you rationalize with Ocasio-Cortez? I rest my case. You're never going to be able to have a conversation with uh, Xi Jinping. 
He doesn't want to be your partner. He wants to be your ruler. When you're dealing with a guy like that, you got to be able to handle yourself properly. Uh, semiconductors have to be made in the United States. I'm not saying they can't be made in India and other places. Drugs have to be made in the United States. I can't, I'm not saying they can't be also made in other places. It has to happen immediately. And yes, you have to be straight on till morning on building up the U.S. military. You don't have an option. The Navy must be built. The Air Force has to get those planes back in working order. Your party doesn't see a value because your party doesn't believe in America's strength and you are now witnessing what happens when you don't have the strength. And let me be clear, I didn't see enough of this military buildup from Donald Trump either, nor Barack Obama either, nor George Bush either. All right, George Bush a little, if I remember correctly. We're in it. You don't want to be at war. Of course you don't want to be at war. But there are cold wars happening all the time, and the one with China is here, except they don't want it to be cold. And they've got a hypersonic missile to prove it. So, now's not the time to cut. Social programs need to get cut. Sorry, got to rank these things. U.S. Navy comes first. Being able to fight China comes first, whether you like it or not. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.